In this episode of the Motorcycle Adjacent Podcast, we're going to talk about getting back on the bike after injury and an amazing ride that I took recently with Untamed Ride and Trekimoto. Hey everyone, Walt here from Walt NPA, and I'd like to welcome you to the fourth episode of the Motorcycle Adjacent Podcast. And the exciting thing about this episode is that this this podcast is actually a podcast, and uh, let me tell you why. So, uh, I guess it was a couple of months ago, I decided that I wanted to do more of these long format videos and basically brand them as a podcast. They were intended for my YouTube channel, Walt NPA. And um, just one day I decided to record a long video. It wound up running like 30 minutes and it was a lot of fun. It was easy to edit. It kind of rejuvenated me a little bit to get away from the, I don't want to call it the monotony of the traditional podcast, but it just felt like something new. And I've really enjoyed recording each episode since. Now, early on, I was struggling with what I wanted this show to be. I was trying to come up with a format that I thought was unique and different and entertaining, and I had some great ideas, I had some great feedback from the guys in Discord, and I started putting together some some rough ideas, things that I wanted to try to implement. And one of the first things that I did was I started generating show notes for future shows with you know this this what I thought of as a unique idea in mind that you know the centralized point. And I put together some notes for some of my favorite YouTube channels, hoping that I get them on and we could discuss, you know, various aspects of motovlogging, YouTube in general, and everything surrounding motorcycles from, a, you know, a personal standpoint, you know, how these people felt about riding, what it meant to them, that sort of thing. And the... The amusing thing, how all of this kind of came together, was last week I got a comment from Goofy Bastard. I also got some great feedback from Chopper Fett. And Goofy had mentioned that he loved the format, but he wished that I would have some panelists on because he, th- he thought it would add a little bit more of uh, an interesting dynamic or added flavor to the, to the show. And what he didn't realize when he made that comment was that he was actually the very first channel that I generated show notes for. And things didn't quite pan out like they were supposed to, so I didn't get to approach him about this this podcast idea. But, Goofy, if you're listening, I did have you in mind as a panelist uh, on a future episode. I've just got some things to work out. And the things that I need to work out are kind of obvious. If you're watching the video feed on either the, the Spotify video or if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that I am in a shed. Uh, It's nothing fancy, and it presents a lot of challenges. So, in my personal life, I live in a small Cape Cod home with some young children, a wife, and a rowdy dog. Living in this, this compact space means that there is very, very, very limited quiet time in the house. So sitting down and trying to record one of these things in the house where it's comfortable and it's air conditioned um, presents a variety of problems and shrieking playing children are probably the biggest of my problems. So I've I've decided that the best place to do the recordings is out here in the shed. Well the problem with that is as as I said, you know, you're looking around, it's it's a shed. There's no insulation, there's nothing up on the walls to deaden the sound. If I leave the doors open, 
I need to worry about bugs getting in and distracting me, or you'll hear traffic go by on occasion. And I realize that this isn't the polished podcast that you'll see with with someone with a dedicated pod, podcast setup. So I'm kind of doing the best that I can with it. Uh, another little bit of a backstory here is I was set to have an addition put on my house a few months ago, and part of the addition since I was going to have uh, an excavator here to, to dig the foundation is I was going to have them dig a trench and run electric to the shed so that I can make this more of a more of a man cave and less like a, a plain Jane motorcycle shed but at the last minute my contractor actually bailed on me one day he just showed up when around the time when he was supposed to start breaking ground and handed me a check and said, I'm sorry, I can't do the job. Here's your money back. And he kind of washed his hands of it and walked away. And since then, I have been pretty much set back on everything surrounding the addition. You know, finding a new contractor, someone that I can, that I like, that I can trust, has been kind of challenging. And the one guy that we do like has just been tremendously slow because he's a small operation and it's difficult to get uh, to get the ball rolling with him because this would be a rather large project. So part of the addition, again, was to dig a trench, run electric out here so that I could start uh, creating space. Since then, I've looked at other options for running electric out here. Uh, I actually had an electrical contractor come out and give me a quote to to cut a ditch and put a, a small 30 amp panel out here for me but the price was a bit higher than I wanted to spend knowing that I could have it done much cheaper if I were to roll it into the addition so that kind of got put on the back burner I have been looking at doing it myself but it's just one of those things where I'd have to rent a ditch witch and have to spend the time digging the trench running the electrical there's just a, a lot that goes along with it and I really haven't had the time to do it so I'm kind of making do with what I've got for the time being. Hopefully everything kind of works out and I can make this more of a podcast space. But in the time in the time being, or for the time being, I should say, um, again, I'm doing the best that I can. <laughs> now, I did mention that this podcast is actually a podcast. And what I meant by that is I spent some time to actually set it up that way. Um, Years ago, I was looking into doing a podcast, and podcasts were popular at the time, but they weren't as big as they are right now. So anything that you tried to do, there was always a pay option. So even if you wanted to set up a small podcast, you'd have to create a Libsyn account, and then there was fees for traffic and fees for you know back shows that you wanted to store on their servers. And... It was always just something that I really didn't want to have a monthly expense on something that I wasn't truly dedicated to. So on a whim, I punched in you know free podcast options just recently, and I found a variety of services that all offer free options. And some of them are actually really impressive, all of the features that they, they give you for not paying for them. Now, obviously, they're going to subsidize that with advertising and whatnot, but where I'm at right now, I'm totally cool with that, as long as it means I don't have to pay another fee for for this podcast that I'm doing for free. So uh, I set up a Google Podcasts account, I set up an Apple Podcasts account, and I set up a Spotify account. So if you're looking for the audio, you can find it, again, on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts. Uh, you could also find it on Spotify, but 
if you're looking for the video feed, you've got uh, the Spotify video option as well as my YouTube channel, Walt in PA. At the top of the show, I mentioned that the focus of today's episode was going to be getting back on the bike after injury. So if you've been following along with this podcast, you know that on my birthday, I, I managed to hurt my back and I was laid up for a couple of weeks. I had a lot of difficulty moving around. Actually, the first few days were so bad that I couldn't even walk by myself. And it's gotten progressively better. I was able to get out for a few rides. But the first time that I got to put any significant time on the bike was actually this past weekend. I got a, I, I decided to reach out to the guys on Discord. There's a bunch of uh, local riders on there. And I said, hey, I'm free this weekend. Does anyone want to get together and do some riding? You know, I'm itching to, to, to put some more miles on the bike after my, my little setback. And a couple of the guys talked about a couple of different options. Uh, there was a car show in McCungy that one guy was going to. A couple of other guys were interested in, in riding out to the car show to check it out. It's a fairly large one in the area. Another option that the guys suggested was um, it, was, it was some kind of meet and greet or meet, biker meetup at the Motoplex of Westchester, which is a division of Piazza Auto Group. From what I understand, the, the dealership has been around a little while, but I think it may be under new ownership or new management. And they're advertising it as another option for Aprilia, Moto, Guzzi. Uh, they also have Vespas and stuff there. It's a cool little place. And, you know, they, they, were, they were advertising the dealership. You know, you can come out and check out their inventory. And they were also putting together a group ride. I believe that went into the Delaware waterfront. So it was a, a fairly substantial group ride that I wasn't sure if I wanted to do. Mostly because I'm not, I'm, I'm an introverted guy. I don't really like going out and meeting new people kind of on a whim like that. And with my riding style, I'm not super excited about the idea of riding with a bunch of people I don't know. So I was kind of lukewarm about that idea. And another option was uh, Untamed Ride. Steve had mentioned to me that he wanted to get out and check out Bamsey Coffee Shop. Now, this is a place out in Shimokin that was recommended to me by a Facebook follower, Carrie. And she had mentioned that there's this cool coffee shop in this little town of Shimokin a few hours away, and it's set up inside of an old church. And as soon as I heard you know, coffee shop inside of a church, I, I got, was really intrigued and I wanted to go check it out. So when he pitched that idea to me, I thought, well, absolutely, let's let's go do it. I've been, I've been wanting to do this for a little while now. And incorporated into that ride, we were going to ride the, the Pennsylvania Tale of the Dragon, which is uh, Goldmine Road out to Route 125, and then Route 125 runs you out into Shimokin. And the the ride is full of twists and turns, and it's you know backcountry roads, and it's supposed to be loads and loads of fun if you like that type of riding. So it sounded great to me. The only issue in the back of my mind was, am I going to be able to take this very long ride? Because we were looking at probably two to three hours each way. I mean, there was obviously going to be a stop when we got to the coffee shop where we were going to kick back, relax, and, and rest up before heading home. But uh, it would it was easily going to be the longest ride that I have done since I injured myself. So I was a little concerned, but excited at the same time. So I, I decided I, I was going to go and I was going to make it happen. When that was mentioned in Discord, Trekimoto decided he was going to go as well. And 
like me, he was a bit concerned about the length of the ride because this is it's a much longer ride than he's accustomed to. Now, when it was all said and done, I think uh, Steve and I rode roughly 180 miles that day, and it took us close to 10 hours to do it. So we left his place around 8.15 a.m., and we met Trekimoto at the Reading Pagoda, which is a pretty interesting place all by itself. I featured it on my YouTube channel before, and I've, I used to work in Reading, and I worked there for about 15 years. So I, I used to see the pagoda practically every single day on the way to and from work. It's, it's, it has lost all of its uh, oddity. <laughs> so for me, the Reading Pagoda really isn't anything special. I've seen it hundreds if not thousands of times. And I've been there probably a hundred times or more over the past 15 years. But whenever people that are new to the area see it, it's just this strange glowing pagoda on the top of the mountain that overlooks the city of Reading. And in the, it's, it's especially odd at night because it's all lit up in red LEDs. So there's just this big red pagoda glowing on the mountainside. Uh, again, pretty cool place. If you're interested in seeing it, there's uh, I'll put a link to the to the video I did in the description of this uh, of the show notes and whatnot. So we met up with Trekimoto around 9 a.m. We and then we went uh, from there straight on up to Bamsey Coffee Shop, and it was a lo- a very very long ride, but loads and loads of fun. You know, once we got out of the city of Reading, away from this that city style traffic, and we started hitting those open country roads, it, it wound up being a great ride. The entire time, I, I was kind of concerned that my back was going to start bothering me at any moment, but the, the wonderful thing about that was it never really did. I mean, I did get a little bit stiff in my hips, but I think that was mostly because I hadn't ridden any really long distance in a while, and I kind of, I guess some of those uh, those road calluses kind of wore off, you know, being accustomed to being in that riding position for prolonged periods of time. But otherwise, it was a great ride. Um, we got to see some great countryside. There were lots of interesting sights along the way. And the coffee shop was everything that I hoped it would be. It was really weird and really cool sitting in a church having a cup of coffee. Now, before we went up there, I did a little bit of research on the coffee shop, and I knew that it was one building that was kind of split into two sections. There is a coffee shop, and then there is a museum. Now, based on the photos I was looking at, I was under the assumption that they were two independent businesses. You know, there was a a museum on this side and a coffee shop on this side, and I kind of thought they were separate. Well, it turns out they're not really separate. Um, The museum is kind of part of the coffee shop. So, you know, you sit down, you have a cup of coffee, and if you have to use the bathroom, you go through this little uh, doorway, and you're inside the museum, and, you know, you kind of walk through the museum to get to the restroom. And you know, it's pretty much what I did. Right before we left, I went out to use the restroom, and then I spent probably 15 minutes just poking around, looking around the museum, which had lots of old stuff. Um, it wasn't a museum in the sense that it had a singular focus, like you know, old town history. There was just a lot of really old, interesting stuff there, from like old radio equipment to old football helmets to old newspaper articles. It just it was just cool taking it all in. And, you know, just sitting there in that church was cool. 
Um, you know, when we got there, there was, you know, it's a, it's a big open space and they have like uh, little tables set up in the front and then off to the side, there's a couple of comfortable chairs and a couch. There was a woman over there on her iPad working or reading or doing whatever. And then there was another section where there was another couch and some more seating and a table. There was a, a younger kid over there, I assume was doing schoolwork. And the only other comfortable seat, because we didn't want to sit on the hard chairs and the tables after that long ride, was actually up on the stage. <laughs> so we did what you would imagine you would do if you were tired and looking for a comfortable seat. We went up on the stage and kind of felt like the centerpiece of this this whole uh, establishment. It was it, it was pretty interesting to say the least. The scenery is great. You know, they, they've got old stone glass, huge high ceilings. It's just got a very old world sort of feel to it, old church feel, and it was it was well worth the the trip. the The funny part of it though was a few months ago I went on a ride with Steve and Steve's wife, and we went out to see the Iron Man sculpture, which is it's the 1960s version of Iron Man, and and a local artist created this thing and put it on display outside of a like a scrapyard. So we rode out there, we saw it, and it was it was part of our roadside attraction tour. And it was a great ride, and, and we, we weren't ready to be done. So we were looking for other roadside attractions, and we wound up going further north into Shimokin, where we turned around and came home. Well, the place where we turned around was literally like a quarter mile from the coffee shop. So we were practically there previously and just had no idea. Now, the, the town of Shimokin is, it's kind of interesting because, you know, when you start heading north in Pennsylvania, you start hitting towns that look like they've seen better days, you know, these old mining towns. And it's, it's interesting to see how they change. So, you know, you may get up north of Pottsville where the Yingling Brewery is, and you start running into these old kind of run down beat up towns and then just out of nowhere you'll leave one town and then you'll enter another one that is just flourishing and looks amazing like Orwinsburg we, we stopped there for lunch a couple months back and um, great food great entertainment just it was kind of shocking to see this this flourishing little town after riding through several just kind of run down towns and Shimokin is kind of like it's on the edge where when you're on the outer edge of town, there's a lot of rundown buildings, some some really old and have seen better days, row homes. And then once you get into town, you start to see these local businesses and you know you start to see the uptick. Um, at one point we were coming across the top of the town, which is kind of up on a hill, looking down into what I would imagine is downtown or the center of town. And there was just bustling businesses down there. It looked like they had a food truck set up, one of the the streets were were closed off and there was a lot going on so it was it was interesting you know hopping from kind of run downtown to flourishing town to run downtown and then seeing this this other town that was kind of in the middle and again you know you've got this old coffee shop and a church kind of in the center of town it was pretty cool i've realized i'm starting to sound like a broken record telling you how cool it was but it really was so after we finished up in Bamsey Coffee Shop, I don't, I don't know whether it's Bames or Bamsey, it's B-A-M-S-E, uh, we started the long trek home, and Trekimoto was looking for kind of the 
the shortest, easiest route home without hitting major highways. I think it was Route 501 we took, which had some interesting scenery. It did have one knucklehead in a car in front of us. That got, the passenger thought it would be a good idea while riding down this 55-mile-an-hour road to climb out the passenger window and kind of sit on the car. It was Unfortunately, I didn't have my cameras running at the time. I was kind of shocked to see it and also paranoid that the guy was going to fall off fall out of the car and I'd have to dodge him somehow but um, otherwise the ride was really cool we hit route 61 made our way down into the Hamburg area which is known for Cabela's and we decided to stop at uh, local Red Robin for some burgers some refreshments to uh, to recharge the batteries from there we headed further down route 61 and eventually split off Trekimoto, I think, took 222 home, and Steve and I hit hit a bunch of back roads on the way through, you know, skirting around the outside of Reading. Um, when it was all said and done, I got home. It was 180 miles, about 180 miles, and my back felt great, but man, was I beat. I just, I just hadn't ridden that long in in well over a month, and it just took it out of me. I get home. I got hydrated. It was kind of warm that day. And a few hours later, I fell asleep, and I woke up the next morning still exhausted. <laughs> Funny thing was, I woke up the next morning, I woke up at 4 a.m., decided there's no way I'm getting up this early on a Sunday, I'm going back to bed. So I go back to bed around 7 o'clock, I reach on my night table, I grab my phone to check the time, and I, I notice I've got a message from Steve from about 10 minutes prior saying like, hey, I, I realized that the... The meeting at um, the Motoplex in Westchester actually started earlier than I thought it did. So if you want to go, like, let me know and we'll go. So, like, okay, I guess I better get out of bed. I got up, I got ready, hopped on the bike, and then we rode down to the Motoplex in Westchester. We did not do the ride. Um, just kind of walked around the dealership, checking out uh, the different bikes they had on display. They had kind of a moto meetup outside. A variety of other bikes were were all parked. Uh, like you would imagine for any of those sort of meetups. And um, I didn't really spend a whole lot of time looking around. Again, I'm, I'm a really quiet guy. I, I love, you know, being in that, that environment and, and talking to people. But I don't like... I, I don't like... Um, starting the conversation. So I, I struggle with that social aspect. So kind of meandered around a little bit and then wound up leaving, grabbing lunch in Phoenixville before heading home and, and calling it a day. So by the end of the weekend, I think I rode like 220 miles, 230 miles-ish, and I'm just I'm just really happy to be back in the swing of things after that, that four to five weeks I had off after I hurt myself. Um, again, I was concerned that I'd wind up like throwing my back out or something along the way, but uh, I just kept plugging along, and it was just good to be back riding again. Now, next weekend, we are looking at doing the the 2022 edition of the Road Apple Ride, which is a group ride that we put together last year. We rode from Valley Forge to Shady Maple Smorgasbord in the Lancaster area. And we're looking at doing that again this year. It looks like it's going to be a much smaller crowd. Um, so it's going. To, it looks like it's going to be me, uh, Untamed Ride, Trekkie Moto, probably Goofy, and we'll see how many other people are, are up for it. So it's going to be a busy weekend since it is Labor Day weekend. But 
we had such a great time last year. I'm looking forward to doing it again, and I'm just happy to be putting miles on the bike again, uh, like like I intended to do when I bought it. So I think for the last segment of the show, in last episode, I talked. I said that I wanted to to spend some time and promote the motor vlogging community, talk about some different content that I've been watching uh, throughout the past week. Um, but it seems like I've got some housekeeping to do and in in a really bad way. So if you're familiar with my YouTube channel, I've got inside the video description of every video, I have an address in there where I keep my PO box information in case anyone wants to do a sticker swap. Sometimes people send me stickers unannounced. Sometimes they reach out to me and make sure that I'm cool with doing a sticker swap. I'm always cool with doing a sticker sticker swap, but I'm absolutely terrible at actually checking the P.O. box. Uh, it's 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 so bad that the when I went to the P.O. box for the first time in quite some time, a few days ago, I had a hard time getting it open. There was so much junk mail and flyers stuffed in there that it was getting hung up on the lock so I had to like fight the thing open and then I'm like I felt like one of those magicians that that are pulling the handkerchief out of the pocket and it just goes and goes and goes and goes I'm like pulling all these circulars out of this tiny little PO box finally I get everything out and I start going through it and it looks like I've got three three sticker swaps that uh, are way, way, way overdue. So I wanted to kind of go through some of the mail that I got and, you know, promote some of these channels. The first one that I got, or the, and it's probably the oldest, comes from John Diehard McLean. I've been watching Diehard's channel for a little while now. He's got a Yamaha 125. He's out in Scotland. I believe he's also got a, a Honda CB500F. I think it's a 2018. I'm not entirely sure. But he's got a great channel. I enjoy watching it. He's a cool dude. He's done a couple of challenges that other motovloggers have jumped on. Um, challenges, that I wanted, challenges that I wanted to do, but kind of fell by the wayside, especially when I wound up hurting my back. So I've got some stickers here from John, and I'd really love to show them to you. So he sent me a note that says, hey Walt, thanks a lot for sending me over a few of your awesome stickers and here's a few for yourself. Now, not only did he send me some stickers, this one is uh, North Coast Scotland, or North Coast 500 in Scotland, and he sent me some of his own channel stickers, some diehard John McLean stickers, and yeah, I'm like holding my hand up in front of the camera trying to get it to focus, but with the ring light, you're probably never gonna be able to see the actual sticker I'm holding up. Another really cool thing that he sent me was this small pin, which I am most definitely going to find a place to put it. Very cool. Thank you very much, John. My apologies for the the, the massive delay in uh, in giving you a little bit of a shout out here. Again, it kind of landed in my PO box, and I'm terrible when it comes to actually checking it. Now, the next oldest one that I have comes from Skipshift, and I feel especially bad about this one because I knew that it was coming. Uh, he reached out to me on Instagram, asked me if I'd be willing to do a sticker swap. I said, absolutely, you know, give me your address, I'll send you some stuff. And then I wound up hurting myself, and this whole month went by, and I totally forgot to check my P.O. box, and yeah, terrible.
terrible, terrible moto vlogger that I am. Um, this is way late. So he says, hey, Walt, I've been enjoying your videos and seeing your experiences with the MT-09. I recently got a 19 MT-09, and I'm having a blast with it. Thanks for the sticker swap. Ride safe. Skip shift. And uh, he sent me some stickers and a poker chip. I love these poker chips. I actually bought um, little display pouches. They're, they're for coins you can put in the binder, and I like keeping all this stuff together so that I can page through it on occasion and uh, check out all the cool people that I've met along the way. So again, skip shift. My apologies for the massive, massive, massive delay in getting back to you. I did send your stickers out uh, just the other day. Uh, sent them along with my taxes. <clears throat> uh, sent out a bunch of stuff all at once. So if uh, you're wondering, like, where the hell are my stickers, man? They're on the way. You should have them in a couple of days. Again, my apologies. And uh, the last little envelope I got was from Craigan's Garage. Now, I've been watching Eric's channel for a little while now. He's just a very laid-back, fun guy. You know, he'll put little fish and stuff on the screen while he's talking to kind of break things up. And it's just a, he's just got a very laid back fun channel that I enjoy watching. And he's got some, some excellent content reviews, products, goes over various things about motorcycles, does moto vlogging, just uh, again, really cool channel all in all. And Eric says, I hope this note finds you and your family in good health and spirits. I just wanted to drop in and say that I really appreciate your channel and content. I hope to see you on the road someday headed for a covered bridge. Thank you very much, Eric, for the letter, for the stickers, for the little wristband that I fully intend on wearing. And uh, I also dropped some stickers in the mail for you when I paid my taxes. Unfortunately, um, I didn't realize that you sent me stuff. So if I fail to mention this... This, your sticker swap in the letter that I sent you. My apologies again. I wrote it before I knew you, you sent me anything. And I, I, again, I really appreciate it. Eric, uh, keep up the great work. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing more of your content in the future. And, and that goes for everyone. Skip Shift and um, John Diehard McLean as well. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of the Motorcycle Adjacent Podcast. I want to thank you very much for taking the time to listen to me <laughs> ramble endlessly in my hot little motorcycle shed here hopefully in the the coming months you'll see this space transform into something that's more suitable for for podcasting and a little more refined and polished if you enjoyed this video do me a huge favor and subscribe to the walt npa channel on youtube uh, and if you're listening to this as a podcast don't forget to check me out on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. As always, ride safe and I will catch you in the next one.